You're listening to Leah and Alana watch The X-Files. Leah's seen it. Alana hasn't. I'm Leah. I'm Alana. Well, I did look up um, how to say the title of this episode, and um, the internet was not helpful, believe it or not. So, uh, I have... um, still kind of uh, uh, no clue how to say it uh that's okay that's not great um i really feel like the internet should have came through for us here see what what came up was um like a robot saying it so like they don't pronounce anything right anyway and then a girl who has like you know i didn't go on her channel but like it seemed like maybe she did breakdowns like YouTube video breakdowns of X-Files episodes. Maybe she does other things too. But she was like, said the name, but she was like, I don't know how to say it. They have crazy title names. I, I can't be expected to know them all. And I was like, you know, I, I feel you. I really relate. But uh, you've disappointed me. I thought that someone was going to come through here. I would love to hear you pronounce it the way that the robot pronounced it. Uh, you know, they said... Die hand die bullet. Whoa, was that Siri? Did a robot just talk? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I I know you wanted me to do it, but I, you know, I just I just played it. <laughs> that was great. Thank you, Siri. <laughs> so that's how it has to be pronounced, and that's how we have to say it throughout um, this entire episode. I'm just going to say what it translates to, which is the hand that wounds. I mean, couldn't they have just named it that? Yes, but that's just not X-Files fashion, I guess. No, I guess not. It had to be German. Yeah, for like seemingly no reason. (sighs) Yeah, they do. Well, they chant several times in this episode. And I don't know whether it's in German or not. And honestly, maybe maybe this isn't even in German. I just, I think that it is. I mean, it looks German. Um, and I guess I don't know either if they're chanting in German. I just assumed it was like a satanic language, but it could be German. Sorry to any German listeners. We're not saying that your language is satanic. It just sounds like it. Just has a similar vibe. That's all we're trying to say. They do at one point in this episode, and I'm not going to go into it too deeply because it's not important and they never bring it back up, but they very briefly mention Nazis. They do. They do. Like in one sentence and then never again. Yeah, they're like, not that. Anyway, move on. And you're like, okay, I guess, sure. <laughs> just throw in a Nazi line just for the hell of it. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, this is going to be about Nazis. And then, no, it wasn't. It was not. Um, took a different route. Yeah, it did. What it was about was basically some adults in the parent-teacher committee who are basically Satanists but are not very committed to the idea. They've kind of fallen off on their rituals. They're, they're not, like, super devoted. And 
So some problems are caused because they're not paying enough attention to their religion, basically. Yeah, that is um, an excellent description. And, you know, in, in my little research I did about this episode, mostly trying to figure out how to pronounce it, but obviously that didn't work. This episode was supposed to kind of be... The, you, the word parody was used, but I thought that was kind of the wrong word to use, but like kind of poking fun at or drawing attention to like religious people that aren't really religious. They just kind of say they are and maybe like say a prayer every once in a while, but like probably haven't been to church in like years, um, which I thought was kind of an interesting choice, but then they were like, Ooh, we're going to flip it on its head. And instead of it being like Christians, it's devil worshipers. Yeah, they did flip it on its head. I guess, like, I got that. I got that they were trying to make that connection. I don't know. I didn't feel like it, it felt too strongly like a parody episode. I guess maybe there were some funny moments, but it didn't feel overly funny to me yeah that's why I think parody is the wrong word because like it's not a parody they're just trying to like sort of make a social commentary right (laughs) though they did you know they kind of started out with some kind of dramatic funny things um and have comedic elements of like the frogs falling from the sky and all those sorts of things and then they go real dark real quick um but you know, they can do whatever they want. <laughs> and they do frequently do whatever they want. Yeah, just like whatever feels right uh, to them in the moment. And that's about it. Yeah. This episode made me think of, and they don't, like, they never really explicitly talk about it. I mean, they kind of do, but it, like, made me think of the satanic panic uh, craze that happened in the 80s and picked up in the 90s and is still kind of around which is like you know like this conspiracy theory idea that there's a mass network of satanists who are in the media and sending subliminal messages to people and there's also like an element of conspiracy regarding child sexual abuse um that is in this episode a bit uh in a weird way i it it was weird the way that they related that because at first it's like it's happening and then it's like no it's not happening it's just this girl got confused with all the stuff that's on the news which was weird which was weird and I like didn't believe still I was like no she did not <laughs> yeah what the fuck like <laughs> yeah very weird I didn't believe that. I I didn't trust her uh, stepfather, which I think is a good call. I don't think he's to be trusted. Yeah, I think that's definitely uh, the right call. I I felt very angry watching this episode uh, at that part where so this girl. I mean, we've we haven't explained much, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say this. This girl kind of has a panic while in class being asked to dissect, like, a pig fetus, which is an absurd thing. Um, I'm going to touch back on that in a moment. 
Um, but winds up talking to Mulder and Scully and says that her stepfather, you know, has sexually assaulted her when she was little and that he's part of this satanic cult, um, which he is, and that they would assault and rape her and that she was pregnant and all of this stuff. And she's very, very upset. She's sobbing. I thought it was a wonderful performance. I thought she was a great actress. And then the next thing that happens is Mulder and Scully are like, wow, imagine if what she said is true. And they're like, well, why don't we wait and talk to her parents? And I was like, in what world would they, why would we trust the parents? (laughs) Right. Like, we absolutely don't trust the parents. But I really want to talk about this monologue that this girl has, because it's, so insane and she is a good actress but it's an insanely long monologue like if you told me that monologue took 10 minutes I would be like yeah that's what it felt like and it starts off like like this girl is having like flashbacks to memories she had repressed and Mulder up until this point had had been suspicious that like a lot of the kids had repressed memories which is a whole other thing that we should talk about because I I mean how he gets there it doesn't make any sense but this girl's having repressed memories she's sitting down to talk with Mulder and Scully about it it starts off so kind of normal and then it starts to add elements where she was assaulted one time by her stepfather And then it starts to build and she was assaulted by multiple men and women who would come to her house and they would be wearing black and red robes and they would be chanting. And then it gets even bigger where she says, not only did she get pregnant, but she got pregnant several times, carried the children to term, and then the Satanists would kill the baby. And she said that she's had three children. And then she says that she had a sister and that they murdered her sister when her sister was eight years old. And I was like taking notes on this and just increasingly getting into all caps locks, just being like, this is insane. Like, when is this going to stop building? The rest of the episode is just her building and building and building and building. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it they yeah they take it really far um the, i mean even just like from the start of the episode to the end of her monologue you're like what the, this is a different episode all of a sudden what the fuck just happened yeah and they're doing like weird camera stuff while she's talking during this monologue like they do like this long shot where they take the camera behind Scully's back and the camera is like just obstructed by Scully's back for probably like 30 seconds which is such a weird choice during this monologue yeah they were trying to get creative uh, (laughs) in the middle of the most dramatic uh scene (laughs) in the episode I mean I'm definitely you know like always like believe the survivor but what she says is truly insane so even though this contradicts things that i've said in past episodes when Mulder and Scully are kind of like is this true it is kind of like yeah is this true could she have had three babies that were murdered and hidden in the woods and could her sister have died when she was eight years old and nobody knows like that's that's pretty crazy stuff 
it is crazy stuff. And I guess I don't necessarily feel upset that they question if it was true, just that they're like, let's go talk to like the people she's accusing of this. Cause like, they're not, if, if they did do that, they're not going to tell you. Right. Exactly. I thought the same thing. Like when they go to talk to them and the mom's like, I don't know what's going on. And the dad's like angry at Mulder for even asking. Like, of course they're going to react that way, whether they did it or not. So angry that he literally squeezes a cup, like a glass cup and just shatters it in his hand. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of anger. He's like, get out of my house. And it's like, oh, well, I don't know, man. (laughs) And also whenever they're talking to the mom, the mom is like, yes, I had another daughter, um, but she died at eight weeks old. Not she was never an eight year old, which Uh, is weird. It is weird. And no one ever talks about it again. Nor do we ever figure out if anything that that girl said was true. Um, it's, well, if we're to believe the stepfather, they did use her in ritual right. practices, but only for her blood. And that's what they, the memories they repressed. It was never, he says it was never anything physical or sexual. However, taking her blood is physical. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. Yeah, but he does maintain that there was never sexual assault, but that, yes, they did use these children kind of against their will in these rituals. Um, because he winds up telling Mulder that, yes, there's a satanic cult in this town and he's part of it. And that's what happened because the daughter um, is killed by you know not suicide suicide possession this episode starts with the murder of a teen boy and that is why Mulder and Scully show up and basically whenever this girl who has confessed her repressed memories and then seemingly killed herself although we know she's not responsible for it when she dies then the satanic cult is like oh this is perfect we can just blame her but it, I think it's just kind of crazy to be like, oh, this other teenager's death is going to make the FBI go away rather than investigate further. Right. They're like, oh, yeah, this is great. Two kids are dead. So now the FBI will go. Don't worry, everyone. Um, which, you know, believe it or not, does not happen. No, it doesn't. Um, What did you want to talk about around the dissection scenes that you said we would come back to? Um, Yeah, I just, (laughs) I was watching this episode (laughs) and like remembering when I was in ninth grade and we didn't have to dissect, uh, what did they have? Pig fetuses, hog fetuses, but we had like rats and I was, I just think it's insane that that's something that we make children do. Um, I think, <laughs> isn't, like, I don't understand why that's an important part of the curriculum for any science class. 
Yeah, I'm not really sure either. But it's funny because I was going to ask you what you had to dissect in high school. Because we all was not as much as I had to dissect. We all had to dissect stuff, which is insane. What did you have to dissect? So when I was in eighth grade, I know I dissected a worm and a frog. Mm, You know, I did do a worm too, but I don't think we did the frog thing. Oh, interesting. That's quintessential dissection. You got to do your frog. I know. It's in all the movies. Maybe I just forgot, but I don't think I did. You repressed it. Yeah. Highly possible. Um, But then when I was in high school, I did dissect a baby pig and also a baby shark, which was weird. Um, Where did they get that? I have no idea. It's so weird because I know that we did it. But whenever I remember it, I'm like, how is that true? But it is. It just seems very wrong. Yeah. And I think there might have been one more thing, but I can't remember what it was. But it was definitely the pig and the baby shark. And if you took AP Bio, you dissected um, a cat. But I did not take AP Bio. But, like, why do high schoolers need to know this? I don't know. And also... You know, in this episode, this girl gets upset while dissecting for a very specific reason. But the teacher's like, oh, like kids get upset all the time, which is true. Like, I do remember like a thing about dissecting, especially when we were doing the bigger animals was like people would start to feel sick or, you know, like we had to sign a waiver to do it. And it was very clearly a hard experience for a lot of people. So it's just like why why yeah like unless you're you know becoming a doctor or like a vet or something in like a biological science field I don't think that that's something that every high school student needs to be doing no we're just traumatizing children yeah and for what because I gotta tell you I don't remember what the inside of a baby pig or a baby shark looks like. Well, because you had to block it out. (laughs) I kind of remember. I remember remember what the frog looks like. Mm, See, I remember the rat, but I think that's because I know I did a worm at one point. And then we did a rat. And I kind of remember both of them. But I think that's just because it's like burned into my brain. And I wish... I mean, I I don't really think about it until, you know, right now, but I wish that I didn't have that memory at all. Yeah, I think we could all do without that. This episode's actually just a petition to change um, the biology curriculum in high schools in America. I mean, listen, especially now, there's a lot of ways you can learn that stuff you know, virtually online with some type of online program where you don't have to do it to a real animal. Yeah. Do you think all the kids that went to school at home this past year had to do it? Do you think they mailed all those children um, (laughs) little frogs? Uh, I don't think so, but I really would like that to have happened. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone just at home on Zoom. Trying to figure out what parts of the body is disgusting.
Well, speaking of frogs, there is a funny part in the beginning of this episode that, like, it was funny, and I also felt like it was, like, the quintessential X-Files experience. Like, if you just cut this scene out and show it to somebody, you could be like, this is what the X-Files is. So what's happening is that they're in the woods investigating the murder, and the police officer thinks it's, like, related to like cult activity that has been rumored around. And Scully is talking to Mulder and she's like, Mulder, there's nothing weird here. There's nothing weird going on. This is just like a normal murder case. And then it literally rains frogs on them. (laughs) Mulder takes a minute and it doesn't say anything. And then is like, so want to go to lunch? And Scully's just like, Mulder toads just fell from the sky. Um, and that's it. That's the X-Files. That's what the X-Files is. That That is literally the X-Files in, you know, a nutshell. That is that is a scene that perfectly captures what's so ridiculous and wonderful about this show all at the same time. Yeah, I loved it. It was great. That's a parody. There you go. They just meant that the opening scenes were parodies. <laughs> But they were parodying themselves. <laughs> so I, I was um, looking into the episode and I found this, I don't know, mildly interesting fact that I'll read. So obviously this is all about like Satanists and cults and stuff. And I found this fact. So it says, some of the names used in this episode are pop culture or in references of some sort. Crowley High School, the setting for most of the action, is a reference to British occultist Alistair Crowley. Mrs. Paddock's name was based on the toad demon Paddock in the first scene of Shakespeare's play Macbeth. And the characters named Deborah Brown and Paul Vitaris were based on fans of the series who were active on the internet. Now, it's really the last sentence there that I feel like is important. The character names were based on fans of the series who were active on the internet. Um, which just makes me think that if they ever do a 12th season of the X-Files, I think that our names should be in it. Oh, for sure. Like, we've got to be first on the list. Fans of the series who are active on the internet. If that doesn't describe us, what does? That's what I'm going to just, like, change the description of this show to. We and Alana are fans of this series who are active on the internet. (laughs) That way they know when they eventually make a 12th season and they're looking for fans, it'll be easy. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Our names are going to be in that 12th season. Well, so yeah, the, the freaking teacher is the devil. She is, and that wasn't clear to me for a while. I mean, I got it at the end, but it was confusing, like, what her purpose was, because I just, I didn't understand. And then it became clear she was killing all of the, I guess, like, occultists who had summoned her, who had fallen off of their belief, basically. She was punishing them for not being devout believers. Right. Yeah, I guess it's kind of the point that it's not clear because although they are showing us that she is doing this, 
Um, but I guess it's just like, as it happens is when you start to piece together that like, oh, she's the actual devil. Uh, she's not just evil. Like <laughs> she's scary as fuck and can possess snakes and shit. Yeah, there's a huge snake that eats somebody at some point in this episode. But we see the snake in an earlier part of the episode before people suspect the substitute teacher. But I just got to say, I don't think that big of a snake should ever be in a high school. Yeah, it was a huge snake. It was huge. Like my school, at least my middle school, we had a teacher who had a lot of pets and had snakes in her classroom they were like small like they were not large snakes they fit in like a regular size like fish tank i didn't feel threatened (laughs) yeah this is a huge threatening snake and when it kills the guy who is the stepfather um of the girl who had the repressed memories It, like, starts wrapping around him. So I thought it was a boa constrictor that was just, you know, like, killing him that way. But then it swallows him whole and spits out his bones. And when I was watching this, I was like, is that how snakes eat people? And then I was like, Alana, no, this doesn't happen in real life. (laughs) I mean, I guess I don't, I don't know. But that's how snakes eat, like other food like mice right like actual size appropriate stuff right but i don't know that there's a snake that does that to a human and you know if there is nobody fucking tell us yeah well scully does say at some point because of course scully knows what snakes do um she says something like it would take a snake like this days to eat a human and weeks to to digest it Scully is full of knowledge. Full of knowledge. And so, at least we know that much. But I don't feel much safer knowing it. Do snakes actually spit out the bones of what they eat? Like, is that true? Um, for some reason, that feels true to me. This because fit out all of this guy's bones yeah i mean i guess i don't really know for sure but i i do think that they do okay but that's also seems weird now that i'm really thinking about it it does well especially in the way that this snake did it because his bones were still you know they were still in a skeleton structure yeah i don't think it would be like that That would be hilarious, though. (laughs) So funny. I mean, just of anything, like, imagine it eats a mouse and then it just, like, opens its mouth and, like, a perfect, like, put-together mouse skeleton fell out. I think that would take a lot of skill. Like, like it kind of feels like like tying a cherry stem in your mouth. Mm. I can do that. I practiced last summer. (laughs) I think I knew that. I think you might have showed me at some point. Yeah. I was on my way to see you and I was like, I have cherries. I better, you know, spend this two hour car ride 
learning to do this because it seems like something I should know how to do. And, and I did. Yeah. And I think you're better for it. I am. And so I believe that if a snake wanted to, it could figure out how to internally reconstruct a skeleton and spit it out. Yeah, I agree. You know, their tongue has that slit in it. I imagine it could do a lot with that. Yeah, you're right. I bet snakes are really good at tying cherry stems in their mouths. We should ask one to do it. I love it. Let's just get a snake and feed it cherry stems and see what happens. Perfect. Nothing can go wrong. No, this is a perfect plan. I just remembered something I said I wanted to come back to, which Mm -hmm. is... The idea that Mulder just immediately knows that a bunch of teenagers are repressing memories. So he, I think he goes to talk to a school counselor after the first murder. And he's like, oh, I was looking through the files and I saw that multiple kids complain about headaches or have eating disorders. And then he's like, chronic complaints of headaches are linked to repressed memories of ritual abuse. The eating disorders never really play into it again. That just kind of disappears. But it's just, you know, classic Mulder where he just sees the word headache and is like, I know what's happening here. All of the town teenagers are being ritually abused and repressing those memories. Yeah, it's like I get that he has, you know, a large amount of knowledge on you know, spooky shit. He knows all of it. He's read all the X-Files. He's memorized them. He knows about cults. He knows about aliens. He, he's he got the whole thing down. He, he knows all of it. But it's also like, doesn't it just sometimes feel like you're reaching Mulder? Like, <laughs> couldn't there be other things that might cause headaches? But, you know, I my first thought, was like, because, and it's not really connected, but like he was a teenager who potentially had repressed memory because he went to regression hypnosis therapy or whatever it's called um, to recall the abduction of his sister. We've heard him talk about, but like, that's a very different situation. <laughs> but I thought he was just like, oh, these kids have headaches. I had headaches. So, you know, like they're repressing stuff. I mean, actually, that's probably true. And I think that that isn't that we talked about this happening in another episode with the girl who was like remembering past lives. Or yes. Whatever. He inferred she had like repressed memories or something because of his same experience with like regression therapy. Yeah. He's like, no, everyone's like me. I and apparently he's not wrong. Whenever no. whenever the girl runs out of dissecting the pig, she's just like dissecting and she gets upset and she runs out and he chases after her and says, "You're repressing memory." <laughs> <laughs> well, she gets she gets upset because she sees the pig as though it's alive. Like she looks at it and it like looks like it's alive and like turns to look at her. Um, 
which is terrifying. It's not real. It is in her mind. But, yeah, that means she's repressing memories. Uh, well, Mulder, when you're right, you're right. I, I did find it weird that um, the girl goes immediately back to dissecting the pig after sharing all of her very terrible, insane, repressed memories. Yeah, she's like, she's like, I, I've got to do this. You know, I've just got to put myself through it. You know, I've gotten everything off my chest and... I'm going to go back in there and dissect that pig alone. <laughs> yeah, bad choice. Very bad choice because a bitch gets murdered right away so quickly. She does. And I don't really understand why Satan, who is the substitute teacher, murders her. Like, I mean, I get that she's Satan or whatever, and she doesn't have to have reasons to murder, but this girl didn't do anything. Yeah, I, um, I want to think that it's connected to what she told Mulder and Scully. Or is it just the fact that... I don't know. It could just be the fact that she's a devil, but it could be that she's like, this bitch is going around telling stories, revealing secrets about my worshipers. Yeah, I was thinking that too. And I mean, that's, that's probably what it is. But if we're to believe her stepfather, what she told Mulder and Scully isn't even true. No, but some of it is. Just, like, the very beginning part. Yeah, like, the first half. (laughs) But maybe, maybe killing her is supposed to indicate that it is, in fact, true. And, therefore, she must be taken out. Yeah, I guess. It must be something like that. Or, you know, she was just like, this bitch is being annoying. And so I'm going to kill her because I can. Like, I don't want to say that that's what I'd do if I was the devil, but, like, that's probably what I'd do if I was the devil. Yeah. I think that is also what I would do if I was the devil. I mean, what else are you supposed to do when you're the devil? Yeah, I don't know. It seems like mostly murder. And if it's not murdering people that annoy you, uh, why even bother? Right. Or, like, at the very least, torture or something, you know? Mm-hmm. But that will probably end in murder, so it's really all the same. So the last half of this episode, um, Scully is yet again working in the total darkness, but it's not really her fault because I think the power has gone out like everywhere. Uh, But, and this is, I think, just specifically a me problem. The last half of this episode was so dark that I truly could not see anything um i did have a similar issue i wished that i had watched it at night because uh the light um from outside on my screen made it near impossible to see um i was just listening really uh but yeah there i guess in you know in the episode there was a storm and it took out all the power 
and they're in this high school and it's pitch black for like 20 minutes basically yeah every once in a while somebody would shine like a flashlight on Mulder or Scully's face and I'd be like okay I can see something (laughs) okay there they are we're good we're good Scully was briefly in trouble again, although not really. I thought she was going to be in trouble again. Well, I guess she was in trouble, but she calls Mulder saying she's in trouble. And it was like, oh, Scully's in trouble again. But she really wasn't. Like, she didn't call him. Somebody else called him. Yeah. The fucking devil called him. That's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, I hope he... I hope he felt honored and excited, you know, once all the rest of it wore off. I think what was, like, kind of disappointing for me in this episode was that there was, like, no debrief after, like, the reveal to Mulder and Scully at the end. Like, it was just, like, they, you know, they were almost sacrificed. And then Mrs. Paddock, the devil killed all the other satan worshipers who were about to kill them because she was like no it's too late i will not accept your fucking sacrifices and then she leaves a note on the board that says goodbye it's been nice working with you which i thought was very polite of her um and kind of funny and they just kind of ends with them standing there and i'm like oh my god let's talk about it like that was the devil, you guys. Right. It was the devil. And I had a similar feeling, like slightly different. But when it ended like that, and it just like ended very abruptly, and even more people were dead because she makes all the Satanists kill each other. It was just kind of like, okay, well, this is clearly going to remain an unsolved case because it was clearly the devil and the devil just disappeared. But like, what happens to these unsolved cases? Are Mulder and Scully just like, well, five more people died, but uh, we got to go. So sorry, y'all. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I imagine their report to the FBI was something like, you know, um, we were able to determine who committed these murders, but unfortunately it was the literal devil. So there was nothing further we could do. Uh, Case closed. (laughs) And the FBI is just like, I don't understand why this fucking, you know, thing exists. (laughs) But also I have to imagine like that town and like the local police have to be like, uh okay i guess you're not gonna help us anymore well they don't need help anymore you know she left right but Mulder and scully know that but everybody else don't well they're gonna hold a town meeting alona obviously and they're gonna say you guys it was the devil and i think it'd probably be in your best interest to stop trying to conjure her because it's really fucking things up and she's kind of pissed at you guys And then the town will have to say, yes, we totally understand. We'll stop this nonsense. And that's literally the only way they can be safe. Well, I mean, it's not don't contact her. It's more just like, if you're going to contact her, make sure you're committed to it. Which, on that (laughs) side, I agree with her. I'm on the side of the devil. 
Yeah, she's like, what is this fucking bullshit? You guys are half-assed worshippers, and that's not what I'm about. No. You gotta give her the full respect and the full attention that she deserves. I mean, she has been disrespected, and therefore it was, you know, right of her to murder all those people. Yeah, agreed. She was in the right, and that's that on that. I'm like, well, that's the end of the episode, so. <laughs> um, but there's not a lot to talk about around this, but when the parents, Satanists, kidnap Mulder and Scully, they're going to sacrifice them. They throw them in the shower together. And, you know, that's not how I thought uh, Mulder and Scully's first shower together would go. Uh, but of course it does. And I mean, is it not romantic? You know, depends on who you ask. There's there's an air of romance to it, I think. I guess it, it, it also depends how kinky are they. Mm, yeah. Well, we know Mulder is. Yeah, I mean, maybe they like being, you know, kind of, they're like tied together. Thrown in the shower. I, I could see them enjoying that in maybe a different circumstance. Okay. Maybe people holding guns and knives surrounding them is too far, but. Mm, yeah, maybe. I don't know, but maybe. It would have been, I think, a great time for a classic Mulder sex joke, but. It would have, but they never put them in the right places. They put them in the wrong places. Always the wrong spot. Um, this is a huge missed opportunity, but we're just we have to get used to this kind of disappointment. They just gotta let us rewrite and reshoot these episodes, I think. Yeah, that's all they have to let us do. <laughs> <laughs> just let us redo everything you guys did. Simple. We'll keep most of it the same and just change the small things that we don't like. And the episodes will be way better. Exactly. Okay, this is um, probably not interesting, but I'm going to say it anyway. Good. (laughs) Thank you. Throughout the episode, there's a few, like, they, they have a few, like, weird phenomenons happening, like the frogs falling from the sky that we talked about. Um, Mulder's taking a drink out of the water fountain at one point and he notices that the water is going down the drain counterclockwise, which he says isn't possible, like in the United States, um, Mm -hmm. in like that region of the world. And I was just like looking, you know, around about this episode and I found this one particular review that says, See Eugene Emery Jr. wrote in the Skeptical Inquirer that, in one scene, Mulder expressed amazement on the counterclockwise motion of the water draining from the fountain. He stated that the motion of the water should be clockwise because of the effect of the Coriolis force in the area. The writers presented incorrect scientific data since it was normal for water to drain in such motion. Was it an honest mistake or was it a deliberate attempt to spook viewers? I hope it was a deliberate attempt to spook viewers. 
understand why C. Eugene Emery Jr. presents those as two opposing ideas. Like, I think it was probably both. Yeah, it was a deliberate attempt to spook viewers on a spooky show. But also it was probably an honest mistake. Like, I don't think these writers are really looking that much into what the Coriolis force is. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely not. They're like, just throw that in there. That sounds good. (laughs) Sounds right. (laughs) Look, we always said we were going to fact check what the X-Files presents to us. So that's what we're doing. That's what that's what we're here doing. So don't even worry about it. Don't yeah, don't worry about it. I'm gonna find out whether water can drain counterclockwise or not. It's just like I don't know that I'd ever notice if the water was draining differently, but maybe I would. I don't it seems hard to notice that except in the specific instance of like washing watching a toilet flush. Sure. But I, and I think I think I would notice, but even then I'd be like, well, maybe it always does it this way. I just haven't watched the toilet in a while. I have never once watched the toilet flush and even thought about the direction it was flushing in. Yeah, I mean, it's just not something, you know, that we have time for. <laughs> but that is why we're not FBI agents on the X-Files. That's right. We would we would have missed that. Yeah. It's our own fault. Like we've been wondering why they haven't contacted us and, and this is why. But also like does the presence of the devil make water drain differently? Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Things are all flipped upside down. Celia, it was a deliberate attempt to spook the viewers. I, I don't I don't understand what you don't understand about that. You know what? I, I'm just livid. I'm livid at how spooked I was. Well, now that we've figured out the way that water drains or doesn't drain, uh, I think we've covered all our bases on this episode. Next episode is called Fresh Bones. And our little Hulu description here is... Mulder suspects that a voodoo curse caused the deaths of two Marines stationed at a Haitian refugee camp. All right. I like the sound of that. I like the sound of voodoo. We go from devils to voodoo. Let's get it. Let's do it. And you know, Satan, if you're listening, we just want you to know We hear you, we respect you, and we love you.